G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. As we do on a Thursday, we like to check in on the big issues with Family Voice Australia. Some more today on why Christians are so adamant that abortion is an evil and babies need advocates who will help save them from being killed needlessly. Uh, Andrew McColl, Family Voice Australia State Director for Queensland. Andrew, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil, and good morning to your listeners. Andrew, before we touch on those sorts of thoughts about Christians and abortion, uh, a thought or two perhaps on the unfolding tragedy for families of those five teenagers who died in a crash at Buxton, southwest of Sydney. The young driver uh, was the only one to survive and has reportedly now been arrested and charged with five counts of dangerous driving occasioning death. Andrew, what are your thoughts for families? Well, our hearts go out to people who've suffered a, a loss of a loved one, a family member in these circumstances. And we realise that anybody goes out on the road, uh, we're dealing with lethal weapons that vehicles can become. Uh, we have, every year we have a road toll in Australia and every one of those, of course, is, is very sad for the, for the families concerned. And we just understand that how important it is that when when young people learn to drive motor vehicles that it's essential that they understand that they can become lethal weapons if there isn't a fair amount of responsibility being shown by those who are behind the wheel. And that's a family matter to a, to a, a large degree. It certainly is a tragedy, and in, interestingly, isn't it? We don't talk as much about the road toll as perhaps media did uh, some years back, but when there is the death of young people, and particularly uh, five of them all in one accident, uh, it reminds us just how significant it is uh, to be able to reflect on young people who have their whole lives ahead of them. And uh, when those lives are cut off seemingly needlessly, uh, that we need to be giving attention to some of these challenges. Uh, any thoughts here? The community pulled together last night, uh, a vigil at the Picton Anglican Church, uh, remembering those five young lives lost. Any thoughts there for about how the church has responded? Well, I, I, I can't really comment, Neil, in terms of, of the local folks and how they've managed that. And, and of course, it's, as you say, it's ongoing, uh, except to say that we... We just realise that it's it's just so unfortunate that these events happen, and 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 the the sense of responsibility that that parents have when they when their teenage children, in particular, going out on the road in, the, in a motor car, and um, things happen. Uh, sometimes young fellows in the car, in particular, can can be a rather adventurous and not realising that what goes has to also stop. And and uh, the safety in that process 
is important to emphasise to to would be drivers or drivers that that if they make a mistake and if they make it at a high speed, it gets worse. And we have to think about the other people who are involved, who are either in the car or or are members of the community who might be coming the other way, or or just bystanders of when people are driving fast. And uh, the importance of good training and a heightened sense of responsibility for people who are learning to drive. Whole families, in fact, a whole community, uh, we might even say, uh, given the media coverage, uh, the whole nation uh, thrown into a sense of grief and mourning over the loss of these teenagers. It is a challenge for every single person when you hear that sort of tragedy. Lots of people right now, Andrew, uh, trying to process uh, this sort of tragedy. Uh, why does this happen? Uh, some will be saying, where is God in the midst of all of this? And uh, there might be some more conversation to have ahead because no doubt there'll be funerals for those young uh, members, who those young people who died. Uh, let's move on to a topic uh, that we'd planned to talk about, and that is the abortion issues. And uh, in some sure. sense, uh, you know, in Queensland, there's some uh, some unfolding issues there. And uh, I know you've been interested in how Christians are attuned to and understand the abortion issue, even as Christian believers think about an, a, a theology of abortion and, and how we understand that abortion is an evil because we're basing our, our understanding on a, on a biblical foundation. What are your thoughts here on how we understand abortion? Well, what we know from Scripture, Neil, is that the Bible has a lot to say about the shedding of innocent blood. I mean, we, you know, we are believers. We believe that the blood of Jesus is such a critical factor, is the critical factor for the the salvation of every individual. And it's important to remember that Jesus was an innocent man, and he had to be an innocent man in every possible way and the scripture makes it evident that this is essential when it, it the psalmist says in psalm 9 verses 11 and 12 sing praises to the lord who dwells in zion declare among the peoples his deeds for he who avenges bloodshed remembers them he does not forget the cry of the afflicted then we get to proverbs chapter 6 verses 16 and 17. There are six things which the Lord hates, yes, seven that are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. Now the child in the womb is innocent and he's he or she has been obviously conceived and at some at some point and there he is. Now, anybody who thinks that they can lay hands on that child and do him or her harm has to realize that they will give an account to the judge of all the earth, the almighty God, who condemns the shedding of innocent blood. And so we, we can be firm about that. We can be fairly blunt about it because it needs to be spoken frankly and fairly bluntly. We are about the business of protecting innocent blood here. And that's why we're prepared to 
stand our ground when it comes to abortion because I think that my, my, the latest information I had in it some time ago now, Neil, is we we are we are killing eighty to ninety thousand babies a year in Australia. Worldwide, of course, it's many, many millions. Guess what we're doing? And God is not happy with it. And he wants us to be outspoken about it, to be forthright about it, and to be seeking justice and protection for children in the womb. It's a dimension perhaps we don't think enough about. I know that uh, over the years, as I've been talking through issues around pro-life subjects and especially around this abortion issue, we'll often talk about the Christian foundation saying because we are made in the image and likeness of God. That's That's the understanding that we have that gives us this inherent value, uh, this uh, wonderful, uh, almost a nobility. Uh, we're actually special because we're created in the image and likeness of God. But you actually bring in a very, very important dimension that God is the avenger of bloodshed and uh, that he has noticed every child who has died in the womb at the hands of an abortionist. Uh, Back in those Old Testament days, Andrew, uh, when those sorts of Old Testament scriptures uh, that you're quoting there, uh, where it was truly the law, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. So if you took the life of a baby, and I think last week we were talking about Zoe's law and reflecting on uh, some scriptures there in Exodus around uh, a mother and a child uh, being valued and God would avenge uh, the uh, the uh, the miscarriage of a baby that was uh, had uh, criminal intent in those days. So this thought, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, uh, in some sense here, this is the same way that God is going to judge uh, those who lose their lives, uh, who take their lives. Well, this, well, this is true and now... Now, we understand that, I mean, that, you know, what we ought to do, of course, is today do two things. A, firstly accept that that God is a God of justice and judgment. Every one of us who needs to bear, bear in mind that we will give an account to the God of heaven. And some people will do that today. Because their life finishes today. That's just how it is. Every every day in Australia, there are people being born and there are people dying. And so, God is a God is a God of judgment and justice. Having said that, He's also a God who is merciful and compassionate, and is willing to forgive. He's willing to forgive on the basis of the blood of His innocent Son, Jesus Christ. And so the Christian person understands that they have made probably many mistakes in life, as I have most certainly done, sins against God. But through the imputed righteousness of Christ, I have, or, and every Christian has, right standing with God by faith. Now that is the crux of the Christian position. Now, do we believe in in being merciful and compassionate towards people who have made mistakes in life? Of course we do. But in terms of law, in terms of the justice in the community, the, the protection of the innocent child in the womb means that we, we consider them as for what they are. That is an innocent person, and to take their life is to murder an innocent person. 
So the motivation of the Christian believer is not in condemnation, but is in the aspiration to protect those children in the womb because uh, right now uh, right across all the states and territories around Australia there's a fairly uniform set of laws that makes it very easy for abortionists to take the life of a child. Let's talk about the situation that's unfolding in Queensland. What's the Attorney General's present position in Queensland Andrew? Well she has written to to one of my colleagues and said that the government is currently considering the best approach to, to legislative reform to better recognise and respond to the death of an unborn child as a result of criminal acts. Now, if we take that statement at face value, we would say, great, that sounds excellent. Uh, and we thank the Attorney General for the fact that she is looking into this, to, into considering legislative reform to protect the unborn child from criminal acts. Now, it's also very interesting, Neil, that our Attorney-General in Queensland is the Minister for the Prevention of Domestic and Family Violence. Now, that is of some significance. One would think she'll be very interested in the protection of the child in the womb, well, she says she is. Uh, how she chooses to go about that in terms of proposing legislation, we will have to, of course, wait and see. Andrew, uh, whenever we talk about the issue of abortion today, it's almost as though the horse has bolted. In Australia, the horse is, uh, is way and way uh, out in the pasture. Getting it back in the stable seems like a big battle, but uh, given that there have been developments this year around the overturning of Roe versus Wade in the US and uh, a new hope installed in hearts of people who have a pro-life persuasion, uh, babies in the womb having value, uh, there is something of new momentum here, and so uh, that might be useful in the way that uh, there might be pressure placed on this minister. Well, this is right. And the scripture tells us to not despise the day of small things. And from, from little things, big things grow, somebody else said. We, we, we see some opportunities coming and we think, well, look, I'm not going to ignore this or despise it. This has potential to go somewhere. And because of Zoe's law being passed in New South Wales, now, to my knowledge, Neil, Zoe's law has not prevented children being aborted in New South Wales, to my knowledge. It, but that's another matter to be decided at some point in, in a law court. So, but what, here we are in a situation in Queensland where the Attorney-General is confronted with a matter where she has acknowledged the child in the womb must be prevented from, must be protected from criminal behaviour. We would say as Christians, we absolutely agree with you. Let's let's work on that basis. Now, we understand that Christian people and other people who who are pro life people are only one aspect of who it is in the community that she will be hearing from on this matter. There are different points of view which we would completely understand but we would be encouraging her 
to take every effort that in every case children in the womb are protected at all times. So what will the desired outcome look like, Andrew? Uh, You know, we encouraged uh, listeners last week around this time to actually be in touch with the Attorney-General's office in Queensland, the office of Shannon Fentiman. Uh, Desired outcome, what would that look like? What's a good goal to work towards? Well, well, the good goal is the ideal goal. You know, the ideal goal or the good goal is that there are no abortions in, in, in Queensland. And she, this particular lady, has the, has the capacity to draft legislation with that, with that goal. And, and now, I am sure that there will be some who would say, well, that's just a waste of time. She's a pro-abortionist Labor Party person. That is true. She is. She also has to bear in mind the fact that people contact her in all walks of life, whether she's in her office, whether she's in the streets, she's down the supermarket shopping, and they have an opinion to give her on different occasions. As, as somebody said, um, when we feel the heat, we see the light. The other thing that Shannon Fenderman is is probably going to be influenced by is that in two years' time we have a state election in Queensland. I'm assuming that like most parliamentarians, Shannon Fentiman is hoping to return to the parliament after that election. She knows that if she offends too many people in her electorate, they will not vote for her and she could lose the election, even on this matter. Well, as, so I'll, this, as I'll often so say, uh, somebody's values are being legislated. Why not your values as a Christian? Andrew, uh, really great getting these insights again today and uh, the encouragement for listeners to uh, to be in touch with the Queensland Attorney-General's office. Her name is Shannon Fentiman and uh, to be in touch just to let her know your opinion as a Christian believer. Uh, why don't you make that a note today, if you're, especially if you're a Queenslander, to see if you can uh, have some influence in that area by making that happen. Uh, Andrew, time has run out. Uh, Let me give the Family Voice website and no doubt there'll be some information there, some resource uh, for listeners to follow through on this, familyvoice.org.au, familyvoice.org.au. Andrew McColl is the Family Voice Australia State Director for Queensland. And uh, Andrew, want to thank you so much for uh, your insights once again today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. It's been great talking to you again. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.